Let's get all sorted. I'm James. In a world filled with Lego. What are you doing, Jeff? Stands two men who want to talk about advertising. Oh, okay. Lego advertising. That's right. They did, did a lot of it. Well, they've been around for, uh, let me check the stats here, 100 billion years. That can't be right. No. It's the uh, beginning of time. Yeah, since, yes. Since, since the universe time, expanded. Time immemorial. Et cetera. So, yeah. The, and the advertising, I, now that we have the internet, it's a beautiful place to go and see. Because I imagine before that, it would have been difficult to see some of the, the yeah, that's early... True. Uh, I never really thought of the fact that we have a time machine sitting in front of us. No, I know. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, I wonder what their ads looked like in 1958. There they and are. then I Googled it and boom. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you'd like to see what a Lego ad looked like in 1958, you can go to our website. Breakingdads.com. 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 Look at that marketing right there. That's yeah. or, or visit Jeff at Still Sorting. Yeah. That, that's a good way to go. Uh, and if you do like us and hearing us ramble about Lego-related things, please rate us on iTunes so other people can discover us. Preferably not one star. Preferably not one star. But whatever. We get at least a pity three star, don't we? Vote with your heart. Yes. But so, not with your mind. Please, no. no. <laughs> not with your mind. So early Lego ads, when does this whole thing, when did they decide that they were well, going to get into it? I'm assuming, as a toy company, they advertised in some way Day at one. some point. <laughs> yes, from the get-go. However... Uh, the earliest ad I could find is from 1958. Hmm. So this is when uh, they'd already decided to rename the uh, the interlocking brick system that they had Lego, uh, and it's it's nice. It's got a Lego. It looks like Lego. Like that's the yeah. cool thing about Lego is you you see the ad and you go, oh yeah, that's Lego. It's a kid building stuff. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Uh, and basically, that's what all the early ads were like. It was basically like, hey kids. Lego blocks. Hmm. You should play with them. Yeah. Yeah, it's not it's not communicating that it's something else. It's just it's a no. it's a fun thing, but you'll use that fun thing to build specific real world things. Exactly. Which is kind of a it yeah, it hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. The, the, and then and a lot of the ads too focused on the magic of pla- plastic back then as well. Right. Right. So, you know, it's they'd use words like uh color fast because you know wood blocks tend to fade over time edible uh hygienic that was the other nice thing that they went hygienic. with because it's hard to wash wooden blocks but that's true lego you, you could always just throw, throw them in the, the sink, sink. exactly yeah. so uh so that's the fun thing about lego ads from back then uh, we also uh, there's a link to a, a early lego commercial from around we're thinking about 1961 62 um, and uh, it's it's a fun little ad with clean-cut kids having <laughs> lots of fun. Uh, and there's a boy and a girl playing with the, the Lego Town Plan set, which came out in 1961. Uh, but one of the cool things about that ad is it ends with, because uh, uh, it's a North American ad, ends with um, Lego brought to you by Samsonite. Because Samsonite, the company some of you may remember for making luggage... Yeah. <laughs> do they still exist they must still I, exist they, in I, some I, form I no idea at least as a brand that they sell probably to, yeah something yeah anyway they may they made their fortune making luggage but back in the 60s they made a lot of money making lego in north america they actually had their own factory and they would produce the lego for lego under license and distribute it in uh u.s they started in 1961 in 1962 they they got canada as well and that lasted all the way up to 1972. Uh, but in 
But even after they stopped making Lego themselves, they were still the official distributor for Canada until 1986. I... Wonder if this was just when you think about you know even with luggage they're mm -hmm. using woven plastic. I wonder if Samsonite was just in the plastics industry or what their background. Like I, that's a weird. Com there must have been a it connection. Is. My guess is they had a factory. Yeah. And they had machines. Because they that had time the know-how. It must yeah. have not been that common. And they went. Yeah. Lego went. Who who over there has stuff? Them. Okay. Yep. No, but they uh, Samsonite approached Lego. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so that's how oh. Lego got introduced. In I think North they America. had a distribution network already in place. Exactly. So yeah, they're already in the 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 department stores, which yeah. would have a toy department. Right. So they've got right. all the relationships. Exactly. And... It makes sense. Yeah. In a in a 1960s world. Right. Like nowadays, it wouldn't be that Samsonite would make enter an agreement with Lego to make Lego. It would be that a parent company that owns Samsonite right. also would <laughs> own part of this, and it would be a whole weird. It probably all goes back to GE. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or it just goes back to Lego. <laughs> yeah, or Disney in some way. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's uh, that's the fun thing about that ad. Um, I, it's it's a very innocent and wholesome looking ad overall, as you would imagine things from the early 60s to be all clean cut. Yeah. Uh, but the cool thing about it is that the the ad features both a boy and a girl playing side by side. Right. There's no, it's the same Lego set for everyone. I like it. It's no, there's no BB guns. There's no uh, skin squirrels. There's, it's just, Yeah. Yeah, both genders having fun playing with this wonderful toy that it's it's not a yeah it's not a war toy it's mm -hmm. not a it's a building creative imaginative and they kind of set the template yeah the but, other uh, that they'll derail later <laughs> the other Easter egg in that ad is the uh, the the set they're playing with Town Plan has a picture of a boy and a girl on or no two boys yeah it's two boys on the cover of this particular box and the the one boy the main boy in the image is actually the uh, the grandson of the founder of Lego. Right. Yes. I'm not going to say his last name because no. it's, butcher, it's butcher. Danish, but it's, his name's Kirk. Let's go with that. <laughs> That's a pretty cool... Yeah. Yeah. And then they actually, uh, in the, uh, I think it was 2008, they did an anniversary set of that. And they um, huh. he, they put the now an old man oh, <laughs> on the awesome. cover. Or older, I guess. He wasn't really old, old by that point. It was, it was, yeah. Anyway, uh, so that's fun. That's the fun thing about those sets. Um, yeah, so that's what their advertising looked like. Come play with Lego. Lego is fun. It's colorful and it's hygienic. Uh, and then after a while, they started to realize that parents liked it uh, because Lego is is quasi educational. Right. Right. There's there's lots of research that does show that Lego does help people, and does. You know, people that tend to go into engineering tended to play with Lego. Hmm. Um, I don't know uh, if that's... Correlation or causation. Exactly, yeah. Or if just everybody played everybody with Lego. Played with Lego. That's, I think, more likely. <laughs> and right? then some people became engineers, but... Uh, <laughs> oh, my goodness. There's, study, uh, there's lots of studies on both sides. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, the Lego, I think, uh, in the late 60s to about the mid-80s, sort of really a lot of their advertising hammers that educational aspect home. Hmm. You know, saying, hey, uh, hey, don't buy them a stupid toy. Buy them a smart toy, right? And it's and in the educational market, you, that whole concept of it being hygienic, mm -hmm. semi-indestructible, those are big selling points. Yes, absolutely. Yes. So that's kind of nice. Yes, my wife's a teacher. She just has to uh, throw the uh, throw the Lego into the wash every year and <laughs> just pour a bottle of bleach over yeah, the whole that's... mess. <laughs> yes, that's how she solves all her problems. That'll get the bubonic plague. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Off of this, uh, but it works well, you know. And and again, and we have uh, some more ads from there. Uh, featuring boys and girls. There's there's ads that just have uh, girls in it. 
standing there with her Lego. Hmm. And it's, again, the same Lego. So people are very excited about that. <laughs> and then um, we move on from the 80s into the, the 90s and the 2000s. And at this point now, Lego is not just competing with other toys. They're, they're competing with electronics right. in, a, in a big way. You know, the NES is out, the Genesis is out, hmm. and kids are edgier. And they're they're looking for more motion and excitement. Kids have been living on the set of Miami Vice for years. <laughs> exactly. They want to live the Zach Morris lifestyle that has been promised to us and saved by the bell. That's it. Those ads are something. Yeah, so they, they bring out the Lego Maniac. Yeah. And if you if you were alive in this time period, oh. you will remember it. And you might not know that you remembered it, but if you if you click on the video, you will go, Oh my god, now that's in my head again. Yeah. And uh, thank you, and Zach. All my anger has come back. I wasn't a yeah. fan of those ads. I thought, I, yeah, yeah, they were weird. It was like it was like MTV t- style ads. I, yeah, yeah. You when you play them, you immediately go, ah, the eighties. Yes, like they are their time period or the nineties for yeah. the later ones. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like they make they make contextual sense. Yeah, but looking back, you're like, oh. But then I, I have that same feeling about the entire decade, <laughs> decade and a half. It's just like, oh, yeah, a lot wins. of moving cameras and uh, and yes. fast noise and quick cuts and just oh yeah. Uh, but really, they the the ads themselves they were very focused on on their themes. So it was city or castle or pirates or space and and there's always conflict. You know, there's the bad aliens trying to get the good aliens or the good space guys and. And uh, the ads would show you sort of the conflict. Oh, the robots are coming to destroy the monorail. Right. Which I will say that that's actually awesome. Well, they've got <laughs> they've got GI Joe, Castle Grayskull, all those kinds of things. The yeah. whole the He-Man franchise to contend with. So exactly. Having that very boy centric mm-hmm. advertising, emphasizing the conflict, makes a lot of sense given what else was kind of in the market. Yeah, and it's weird at that point. Yeah, you you look at the ads and you go, wait, wait, wait. Where did all the girls go? They got crashed into the wheels of Lego Awesome. It does appear that way. Yeah. Yeah. And so they were selling to what I guess they thought was their core audience that became their core audience because of what they were selling. <laughs> Dude. The, the old quandary. But um, yeah, it was a lot of a lot of focus on the play features. Ah, oh, this opens up and this shoots out and this falls hmm. out and this moves over. Uh, and the swoosh ability, people moving stuff around. And, and they did look awesome. They did look awesome. There was they put some really nice sets out yeah. in those eras, and they're horribly featured in some terrible ads. <laughs> but I, even as a kid, I remember hating those ads, and I yeah. still thought those look awesome. The product is cool. I, yeah. I want that. Yeah, yeah, give it to the kid. But I want that. Yes, if I could have got a monorail, monorail as a kid, oh. I had a friend who had the monorail. Oh wow! And I would go over to his house and, just... and I would play with it and. <laughs> It was everything I hoped it would be, and I'd ask my parents, and I just never, ever got it. When you had to go home after the end of your, your playing, just wistfully look back at the monorail? I did. I'm sure I thought, can I fit that in my pocket? <laughs> yeah. No? Dang. Dang. It's awesome. I don't know what happened to your monorail, Chad. Coincidentally, <laughs> come over and play with my brand new monorail that has bite marks oh. in it. Uh, yeah, so those were fun. Uh, and then the 2000s came, mm. and uh, Lego kind of lost their way. For a bit. I mean, with the stellar advertising they were doing, you're like, how how could they? Yeah. Um, but uh, they were really they really re- were relying on their themes. They weren't putting out um, anything new that they hadn't done before. They were just variations of what they'd done. So they'd found a template and they were just punch, hammering punch them out. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and they'd stop talking to their customers. 
um, at some point. It was actually around the 80s. They stopped listening. You know, like when I was a kid, you'd take the picture of the thing you built, you'd send it in. There was Lego magazines. People were like, oh, this is awesome. But at some point in the 80s, uh, the Lego legal department starts getting letters from uh, upset parents that are like, hey, my kid sent you a letter about an underwater theme. <laughs> and lo and behold, three months later, we go into the store and it, there's an underwater theme on the shelves. Obviously, my kid created that, uh... you know, because... People didn't understand that it takes, you know, a year or two yeah, yeah. <laughs> for things to My come. My kid invented the wheel. Exactly. Yeah, and and uh, and um, the I Lego my Lego ideas. You've stolen them all. Yeah, exactly. And so Lego starts to get scared about this because uh, there are a lot of lawsuits in the eighties. It was a very lawsuity time. Yeah, and you never know what's going to happen in court. So they started having a policy of uh, of no unsolicited. Um, ideas from our consumers i did not know that yeah which is huh. which is a common practice of right. the time all right and so nothing unsolicited yeah. sorry not gonna happen which is but that's sort yeah. of morphed into from the 80s into the 2000s hmm. to um we're not going to listen to our customers at all right right we just we don't have any contact with them we put our sets out they buy the sets that's the relationship huh uh and that sort of didn't work surprisingly <laughs> to the point that in the um the 99-2000 Christmas season, uh, Walmart and Target and Toys R Us all independently went to Lego and said, you don't know your customers. Hmm. You don't know what they want, uh, and you should. So was this after things just didn't sell that Christmas? Yeah, things aren't selling as well. Huh. Um, there's what, what there's stock left on the shelves. 99-2000. Um, in terms of sets? Well, in term, yeah, in terms of sets and in terms of competitive toys, I don't really remember what was the predominant um, I think, oh, again, I think around that time now, you, you've got the PlayStation, right? right? Okay. So I think yeah. I think electronics, in the, like it's if you look at Toys R Us, all of a sudden they're, the electronics department's getting bigger and bigger, right. and the, the toy section is getting smaller and smaller, hmm. right? So there's competition for, for shrinking shelf space, I would say. So what is Lego going to do with that? Yeah. I mean, well, they can't compete against, you know, a console. No, exactly. And, and, uh, and I'm sure they thought about it. <laughs> well, it must have been internally. It must have been like, can we, can we build a Lego console, guys? Can we do this? If you've listened to our uh, our, our video game Lego game podcast, you yeah. can see that they, they were they were looking in that space yeah. for sure to see if they could sort of fill some of the voids. Right. Um, but what they did do is they started uh, to work with the the adult Lego community for the first time, hmm. right? Because um, they also looked at it like, hey, our customers are kids. We're a toy company. Our customers are kids, and they are still a toy company. But they definitely have more focus on the adults, and they produce sets that aim directly at the adults. I mean, uh, before um, the uh, Lego Millennium, Millennium Falcon came out, which was a $500 set when it first came out. Right. Uh, which everybody wishes they bought now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what you could sell it used now. But it... Um, uh, before that, their highest price point was $150, and they wouldn't go above that. because so they who, did some market research. They did some market research. They got in touch with the adults. They asked them what they liked, what they wanted, what they, what they needed from Lego. Uh, and one of the reasons they did this is the adult Lego community does so much free advertising for Lego. Hmm. Right? Right. You know, like a, a Lego club might set up in the middle of the mall in uh, November doing a huge Lego train display. Right, yeah. And tens of thousands of people in the mall are going to walk by and see that. Yeah. And they're going to go, oh, hey, that's awesome. 
Uh, I wish I worked at Lego so I could get things like that. And they'd say, oh, we don't work for Lego. We yeah. bought it at the toy store. And we're just so thankful we're not getting sued right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, so by working with the adults, they were able to uh, find new markets. They were able to figure out what people wanted from their products and design to that. And that mm. sort of really helped them out. That's sure. awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's good that they that uh yeah beginning to listen again yeah yeah which is a weird or a weird at least open, open their eyes and see what was going on in the market yeah and, and and the seeds of what they do today sort of started to form back then um uh with things like lego ideas right, right. where it's now hey send us your unsolicited <laughs> i guess they're soliciting the ideas at that yeah. point um yeah and we might make it and if we make it we will give you some money for making it. And I guess now that it's a transparent process, it also makes it easier to say, you know, like uh, that idea mm -hmm. of who owns the idea and not ripping things off. Like now the framework is better for people sharing ideas in a public way. Yeah. As opposed to people sending unsolicited mail that secretly hides in a cabinet. Exactly. Yeah. And then hey. who, who knows what I saw it. And yeah. Exactly. Um, so it's a, it's a pretty nice process nowadays. Hmm. Um, and uh, that alone, though, of course, wasn't enough to drag them out of the, the mere collapse in around 2004. Hmm. Uh, licensing played a small, massive part yeah. in the rebirth of LEGO and in the way they advertise nowadays. Uh, so, you know, they added Star Wars and then they added more and more licenses. They're the only toy company on Earth that produces stuff for both Marvel and DC. Right, yeah. So that's pretty good. That is. That's something. Yeah. So, so what, uh, do, what do they spend a year on advertising now? The the only now it's, they're they're a privately held company, so it's hard to find out. Right. Uh, so I did find out from a slideshow from a potential advertiser pitching to Lego their product uh, that they how they wanted to advertise hmm. that uh, Lego spends more than fifty million dollars a year on advertising. Whoa. Yeah, that seems like a big number. Well, I guess, yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, contextually, what yeah. is that of their sales? Uh, well, they did about um, a little over $4 billion in sales in 2014 and took home about a billion dollars in profit. <laughs> so really, that's jump change. It's jump change. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because uh, Lego is a great business. They found a way to sell a dollar's worth of plastic for $75. Right, yeah. That's, it's good work if you can get it. Um, yeah, so they're doing very well. Uh, and it's really, so you look at that $50 million and you think that's a lot of advertising, but that is their direct advertising, their, their TV spots, their, their magazines. No, that doesn't go very far. Really what they've done, uh, in the recent years is they become more of a media company than just a toy company, hmm. right? Because, uh, if you look at what they have going on right now, they got 29 iPad apps. So that's just one platform. Crazy, Digital. Yeah. Most of those are free. Yeah. Right. So I imagine there's uh, money and development in those, and and most of them are high quality. Hmm. From the ones that uh, my kids and myself play with, they're they're pretty fun. Uh, they've got uh, four feature films in development right now. After the success of the Lego Movie, they've got uh, Batman, they've got Ninjago, and they've got um, a couple more future ones. Uh, they got four TV shows currently airing, uh, with one just starting. Hmm. So that's pretty nice. That's a lot. Half half hour ads for your product. Yeah, it works well. Uh, and um, they've got, as we said on the the 
video game podcast, 56 video games. And uh, I did a little more digging. 30 of those games have been released after 2010. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, they might spend $50 million on advertising, but they've spent a lot in other marketing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Which is, I think, in, in a lot of ways, more valuable marketing. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, marketing that doesn't seem like marketing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the ads people look for and pay money for. Yeah. That's pretty good. That is. <laughs> it's pretty good. And they've done a really good job with those ads not making them no, be not, addy. Exactly. Yeah. They've actually made genuinely good products as opposed to just being... Yeah. Yeah. Hey, buy more Lego. Yeah, because they know, you know, if we do a a really good Lego Star Wars TV show, yeah. then kids will be more engaged with Lego and more engaged with Star Wars, and then they will spend more money on our products. Man. So that's working well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, they've also done a very nice job on their social media. They've had some <laughs> missteps on the way, but I think... Because we were talking about this stat before we started recording here, yeah. and it's um it's ridiculous. So uh, they have their own YouTube channel, right? And uh, in 2014, they averaged around five videos a day putting up. Hmm. So that's pretty awesome. That means that if you checked the Lego YouTube video page every day, there's something there. You can have around five new things to watch if you wanted to. That's bonkers. That's crazy. You know, and part of that is because they have so many different streams with the licenses now. There's a right. lot of different takes on what they're putting out. That's pretty cool. Uh, but the amount of time that people spent watching those videos in 2014, I don't even know if I can say this stat without my head exploding. <laughs> people spent over 4,850 years, 290 days worth of time watching Lego YouTube videos. In 2014. In 2014. So in one year's time, almost 5,000 years worth of time was spent. I think when the extraterrestrials come and they look at humanity, yes. <laughs> they're going to be like, so what? what's going on here? Oh, what? <laughs> but I like this. This is a, a great uh, relationship to this stat. So 4,850 years. Uh, what does that really mean? Because it's a big number if you think about it. What does that really mean? Well, that's around the same amount of time... It took uh, in human history for people to build basic metal tools. So from human's existence to having basic metal tools, that's the same amount of time was spent doing that as was spent, you know, watching YouTube videos in one year. That's great. (laughs) It's absolutely a weird, weird thing. Man. So, yeah, in one year, they're posting... A lot of videos. Posting a lot of videos, and people are consuming those videos very muchly. Yeah. So Lego is, has come a long way in their advertising. They have, yeah. And uh, they, they're they now a huge company. They're like uh, McDonald's, right, where they can produce different content to target very specific groups. Hmm. And they can be everywhere all the time. Yeah. Which I guess leads to the question, are we going to suffer Lego fatigue? Is it too much Lego? Too many places? Too often? We'll just take it for granted. Not even for granted. Are we we'll going to get sick of it? Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, like, oh, Lego again. Um, uh, you know, personally, no. <laughs> well, I think it's the same idea. Are people sick of watching cartoons? No. Right, yeah. So yeah. it's, you know, they've it, they've almost... Not diversified it to the point, but they've the the brand has just become so ubiquitous mm-hmm. that it's not weird to watch a lay a cartoon made with Lego people. Right. It's just like watching a cartoon that has Simpsons style looking people. Mm-hmm. 
we're not sick of that style necessarily. So we almost look past the fact that it's Lego. Yeah, and I guess also uh, because their their bar is quite high for their standards. Yeah, that the values production values yeah, are there. Generally, it's good content when you're watching it. Right. So you have a if you see something Lego, you go, "Oh, this will be good." Yeah, and then you know, nine times out of ten, it is. Huh. <laughs> and so that just makes you seek out more and go go consume it even more. So I yeah, it'd be hard from uh, if you're working at Lego and you're thinking, "Where do we go now?" more of the same i mean it's i like they've hit you in a way yeah they've hit a saturation point Mm -hmm. where i don't know what else they could get i mean they've got the movie thing exploding Mm -hmm. that would have been the last it had you know we thought about this a few years ago that would have been really the last domain yeah i don't what is it just going to be piped into our heads directly yeah, that I right through the. the I would sign up for chip. that actually. Yeah. This, I'm at the point where you, I would sign. You want up the for Lego that. chip? Yeah. It's a little brick that's put in your head. Uh, I don't know where they can really go. So I think it's they're at the point where they're on top of the wave, and it's just try to stay on the board, oh, yes, right? Exactly. You know, like don't <laughs> don't anger that shark over there. No. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean they've. It's an interesting world. I the 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 one thing they've tried to do recently in their advertising is pivot back towards women. Right. Um, they're they're doing the Lego Friends line, which has uh, to call it mixed response. I think would yeah. be would be charitable. But we, we need to do a whole podcast on. Yeah, that. we'll we'll talk about that one in another one because that's all yeah. that's a whole it separate is. issue for sure. Uh, but that would be the one criticism against hmm. Lego today. But that's I would think given how fast they're moving and how much they're doing relatively mm-hmm. easy to fix you would think i don't know you would hope you would think but, yeah. you would hope yeah. they're definitely you can see there's a concerted effort towards it and yeah. i guess that's all you really want out of a mega corporation is you know when you start rattling the cages for them to go okay i hear you yeah <laughs> so we'll see we'll see how that goes in the future cuz that would i guess be the one landmine Hmm. That they're trying not to step on. Other That's, than that, they haven't stopped us from playing and watching. No, no, and they've got a definite Midas touch thing right now. Hmm. So hopefully that will continue for them for the foreseeable future. Yeah, because um, I'm gonna keep watching their stuff and buying their stuff. And if I see a Lego ad on TV, I'm probably gonna stop fast forwarding on my PVR as well. Exactly. This, this is where we're at. They've done their job. So I guess that's all you can ask for. I think so. Yeah. Well, if you want to go check out the videos or the, the images, go to BreakingDads.com. Yep. Uh, if you want to tell Jeff how, what a beautiful voice he has. It is beautiful, isn't it? You want to hire, hire him for radio work. Thank you for noticing, James. You know, hey, it's a little things, Jeff. Yeah. At Still Sorting. Yep. And uh, rate us on iTunes. Yeah, that would be yeah. lovely. So and you can advertise for us. Exactly. Because <laughs> we're terrible at it ourselves. We are, we are, we are, but we are not a mega corporation. We don't listen to the things we talk about, apparently. <laughs> Uh, Until next week, I'm James. And I'm still Jeff.